0: to tell her late feet you have one new message
1: hey guys it's it's darrell here um uh, listen i just wanted to wanted to apologize you know for the whole uh, you know bringing the russian army in and things like that but i did want to make one thing kind of clear the bug i ate the bug right it was it was it went in my mouth that's where the bug went just so we're clear i i mean there's been some talk about that the bug you know was introduced into my body in another way I swallowed the bug, just so we're clear. Okay? All right, you got it. Give me a call back if you get a chance. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Guys, in the mood, the proper uh, mood. I'm so
0: in the mood right now for oh, what we're about to do,
1: right now. Hey, so we're still in a pandemic, and but that doesn't stop us from bringing the top-notch A-plus entertainment, 80s movies, soundtracks, all of your favorite celebrity interviews here on Two Dollar Late Fee um, today. <laughs> today, we're talking about a movie that shaped my childhood. Um, And take that for what you will. Talking about (laughs) 1984's Red Dawn uh, starring everybody in the world at that time. And today's episode is uh, our lead in to our interview with Darren Dalton, who plays Daryl in the movie. Daryl the Traitor. That'll be coming up in two weeks. Very excited about that. And we haven't talked about what we're going to talk about musically, but I, I imagine it just makes sense to talk about what we just heard, which is probably Basil Pallidorus' whole soundtrack. This might actually,
0: this might be our first um, uh, sound, uh, soundtrack score for a movie.
1: That is it. You got it. We have, we have always had a specific song, but today we're, 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 doing, we're doing all of it. Um, doing the whole thing. And what a score it is! Dun, dun, dun. And we also um, we brought in a very special guest, uh, someone who is not only an expert in all things Red Dawn uh, because I just made him that, um, <laughs> but but a but a pop culture guru as well.
0: Hell yeah. um,
1: Because, uh, yeah, just, you know, I'm also just saying that, too. I don't know if that's true, but it seems like it should be. So, uh, Zach, do the honors, and please introduce who's with us today.
0: Well, I was not only going to add on to the the pop culture guru by saying, yes, he is, but I was also going to say this guy can sing any theme song from any television series back in the day. So you throw out Facts of Life or you throw out... Uh, I don't know. Give me a break. And then like he will throw down and sing that thing word for word. But he's also a damn fine writer and comic book writer. Um and his name is Diallo Jackson. Diallo, what's happening, dude? Hey, how you doing?
2: <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, Diallo. <laughs>
0: Actually, Diallo has the distinction of singing Thank You for Being a Friend uh at my wedding. Yeah, I did do
2: that. Yeah. I did do that. One of my favorites. Was things. that planned
1: or just a lot of a lot of
0: booze or something unexpected on my i didn't know he was gonna sing that. i mean
2: it could have been all of the above um i planned it after drinking a lot of booze maybe i don't know
0: a lot of schaeferized ice <laughs> yeah uh, shaved ice, for ice.
1: <laughs> was that part of
2: the um like the toast yes
0: um
2: yeah yeah it was yeah speeches. okay speeches speeches yeah. Let's give a speech. And then I sang a a song and it was beautiful. Um, It was. Everyone cried. I don't know if it was because they were touched or if they were terrified. Oh, we were
0: also drunk too. Um,
1: Now, did you sing the full version of the song or just the opening of the Golden
0: Girls? Oh, yeah. The
2: the full version. The whole. All one minute of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. The. (laughs) Like the
2: opening. Like the opening sequence from Golden Girls. However, you know, however long the actual song is, I don't know. But like the part that they have for tv show yeah i sang it
0: yeah it was great
2: yeah encapsulated everything i was feeling at that moment uh were you crying also uh yes i was yeah you were you were there were tears yeah tears were shed oh wait no i they were no tears because i learned not to cry don't cry hold it back I learned not to cry by watching Red Dawn. Nice segue, we'll, we're dude. We're gonna get to that. That, later.
1: that is a brilliant segue. Uh, before <laughs> brilliant we, writer, before we go into the movie, uh, you know, Zach just mentioned uh, like two minutes ago that you are you can basically sing any TV show song in the world, and I was wondering. I was
2: gonna, I was gonna say, please don't call me on that. Well, <laughs> one of
1: my personal favorites as far as what what not to sing. Um, because it's because uh-huh. it's a very I, I find it to be a very bizarre song. Is the theme song from the show Alice? Uh there's a there's oh, a yeah. new girl in town. Can yeah. You, you,
2: there's a new girl in town and I'm feeling good. <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> good. It's just so yeah.
1: awkward. Well done. <laughs> well, no problems yeah. there. Well done. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even flinch. So, (laughs) verified as a pop culture guru now. Congratulations. (laughs)
0: Certified. (laughs) Grade A, 100% organic. Um,
1: Beef. So, yeah. So, you segued perfectly into Red Dawn. Um, 1984
0: masterpiece. It really
1: is quite a movie. Um, And I know that you guys uh, rewatched it uh, together, right? Recently?
0: Yeah, I mean the out of the um, one of the silver linings out of this whole experience right now with the at home COVID nineteen is being able to rewatch movies, having the time to rewatch movies we haven't seen in a while, and watch them as a group on the the two seven or the Zoom or whatever have you. And uh, yeah, we, we we watched it with our good buddy Terry. Yeah. And uh, man, it was it, I hadn't seen this movie in. 20 years
2: yeah and i hadn't seen the movie in like two or three months <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: because it's just such a favorite you just watch it's it every true, couple it's months true
2: story i actually just happened uh, i was kind of sitting there one day and um uh, i had a screen on in the background and i was like you know i haven't seen red dawn in a while and that used to be such a huge movie for me it up. Yeah. So I put it on, and yeah, and it was like maybe two or three months later. I don't forget. It just kept coming up in conversations with Zach. Yeah, and then uh, and then we watched it. He, up, he'll do
1: that. To, yeah. It, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: As 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 you well know, Dustin, the minute I get obsessed about something, I'm like, I can't like I can't let it go. Yeah. I said we have to do this, and I think I I messaged you, and and you were like yeah. We should we should definitely we have to do Red Dawn and it feels very timely right now <laughs> yeah. with uh, yeah. with just the state of the world and everything going on and man I forgot I forgot about a large chunk of it so I you know can't wait to kind of break apart pieces of it and and <laughs> see what where my thoughts are mm-hmm.
1: yeah I I'm, I'd like to see your thoughts and where they are too um, <laughs> Aaron thoughts. Aaron and I coincidentally just had rewatched it because I don't. It had been some time for her too. It was just on the old Amazon Prime. We we just watched it like uh yeah, like like a month ago, maybe two months. I don't know. Time doesn't matter anymore, so I have no sense of, of what it is. But um but that uh it does it does feel very timely and um just to give a, a a quick synopsis, this is a a film that takes place uh well, it takes place in the 80s in a sort of fictionalized version of a specific mining town in uh Colorado yeah uh, whereby yeah a group of uh, well it's it's kind of like World War three essentially um, I don't know if you guys were paying a lot of attention to the to the kind of the cards that's ca- kind of come up when this movie opens but they they go by very fast and they they just kind of sum up like massive amounts of time in you know t- 20 maybe 20 seconds of cards and it's just kind of like ultimately all we know is like okay, some treaty broke here. This thing happened. This thing happened, and then all of a sudden, the United States has no allies, and is uh, open for invasion. Oh, that, from, is, that feels. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> that feels. They don't like say that, that the, the the president was an ass. <laughs> no. That
0: tracks. Well. <laughs> uh, it does. Would you say it was well? Ronald Reagan probably would have been president at the time. Right? Yeah, he would have been president at the time. Okay. He was well yep. liked. He, yeah, he, he was well liked. all right. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. <laughs>
1: so we're introducing the story through the eyes of a group of high school kids as they realize that yeah, their town is being invaded, and um, they don't have a lot of help. So the, we get, we got the Russians coming in. We got uh, uh, there's some Cuban Cuban forces coming in. Yep. Um, literally into their backyard and they're they're forced to uh retreat into the mountains and stay alive for as long as they
0: can. Can I ask you a quick question about this and get your thought on it? Uh the the title cards. If you didn't have that intro, do you think it would change the tone of the movie?
1: Hmm. It's a it's a really it's a good thoughtful question. Lucky Thank for you. you, I've got a couple of thought no. Um <laughs> no, you know well, are you saying just, like, not having any cards at all in the beginning yeah. to kind of explain what's
0: going on? Just flashing the uh, the beautiful red Dawn font, which I yeah. absolutely love. But, yeah, no, no, uh, no intro, no nothing. And just starting out with the school, with the Russians dropping down.
1: The only time I would question that would be, like, why, why is no one helping? Like, why are we not prepared for this at all? Um, yeah. in, in that sort of like, um, although as a, as a quick aside, I should mention that when I was in elementary school and I watched this with my friend, Michael Papa, cause like to, 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 to watch this movie. And then we, you know, we'd pretend to be the Wolverines in his backyard. We were convinced we we had found like a garbage bag in my, in my, backyard and we were convinced that you know the russians that it was a parachute or i don't know kids are stupid but um you know we went to the school nurse i remember this so clearly we went to the school nurse and we were like yeah we think the russians are attacking and she was like well you know we'd probably know about it you know we'd probably know if like people had broken through and just started parachuting into your backyard and it's like that's a good that's a good point i don't know why we went to the nurse or how we ended up there but (laughs) Because um, the
0: nurse is safe, right? You wouldn't go to the, the nurse has because.
1: knowledge on mental health. I, I guess, I, you know, like we're a little concerned. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't go to my regular teacher. You didn't well, go because
2: you know <laughs> what happens to regular teachers in Red Dawn scenarios. Unfortunately,
0: right? <laughs>
1: right? That's right. That's right. They knew
0: that regular teacher. By the way, I mean, I know you're going to run, kind of run down the, some of the people in the cast, but the the guy who plays the regular teacher. I recognized him from um, Batteries Not Included,
1: uh-huh. The Wizard. You recognize you recognized him from Batteries Not Included. You're like, that's the Batteries Not Included guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. because I've seen him before. he's got like such a, I forgot. I forgot that he was the teacher in this. Yeah. It, it, like I said. It, is,
1: I, is he the guy in Batteries Not Included that's like clutching a jar of coins?
0: Yes, he, he's supposed <laughs> to play like somewhat of a, I'm assuming. Yeah,
1: mentally know. challenged.
0: Yeah, what yeah. Are they, yeah, is that what they call it now? Like the proper know. term? I don't know what
1: they call it. That's anymore. what we're calling it. Yep.
0: Yeah, learning differenced or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, learning differenced. That's perfect. And then he's play, he plays a hardcore trucker at the end of uh the wizard that helps the kids get to Vegas.
2: Oh, and that's. that's yeah, I that's just know him as uh, various side characters from uh, '80s TV shows. He played like, a cop somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not. I'm not doing him justice right now.
2: Well, he's
1: great. I, I, he was. He's one of the most believable performances in the movie. No, <laughs> I, 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 do love all the performances. But like, you know, like just the teacher who's like giving a lecture, and then there's some guys parachuting into the courtyard. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's a Mr. fair reaction.
0: His, his name's uh, Frank McCrae, Mr. Teasdale, Mr. Teasdale,
1: Mr. Teasdale. Yeah.
0: Yes, and uh, my God, I mean, he's been in. Yeah, he's been in. He's been in everything but uh back in the day Lockup. oh yeah i remember him in Lockup, last action hero license to kill, license to kill. loaded weapon one. Oh, good stuff
1: i love that we're just leading this like star studded movie we're just leading off with the frank <laughs> teasdale dude this thing. is
0: but this is my life like these are the things that stand out to me <laughs> he was the, yeah no he it, was our to, introduction to, to
1: the world yeah right? what, what, so, do, you want, what no, do you want me to say <laughs> it's true he's the first you know Adult you see in the movie, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, but I mean, it, de- it definitely
2: uh, sets the stakes up. Like, like immediately, you think the authority type teacher of the te- uh, the authority type character of the teacher would sort of like manage stuff, and he gets gunned down pretty quickly. And you know, it's a scramble from there on out.
1: Yep. Yeah, shocking. He's open fire. Yeah, he, he's he's doing that. Well, now, my friend. Hold on now, my friend. What do we have there? And he's just—he's just the my friend guy. He's like, well, I'd say they were a, how many clicks off course? He's just like, yeah. He's just so you know—he knows like this is not normal. But I'm gonna just walk out and—it's the new normal. Just, and you just see where they, where they may have gotten lost. These these guys unloading AK-47s in the, in the school grass. My like, God, hey, my yeah, friend. they're just
0: loading up. Yep. Um, that's a terrifying scene. That's a, that scene is terrifying. It is.
2: Yeah. It that is. Mo- like that movie, and it's funny. Like you, that question you just asked about the 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 title, ty- the cards at the beginning. Like when we watched it a few weeks ago, one thing I noticed the um, is that it felt it feels almost like a documentary. Like mm, the way yeah. that the way that it plays out, because there's 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 a quality about this movie that I always wonder, because it's easy to call it cheesy especially now yeah. you look back on movies like that but it still like in a lot of ways holds up and watching it I felt like it felt like it had this documentary feel to it and I think that those titles at the beginning kind of sets that up um, yep. and then every like when they do each of the months over the course of the movie it has that feel too so I know that might it might have changed it for me if they didn't have it I don't know
0: yeah actually that's a good point yeah. I never thought about that
2: that's a, that's a really good point
0: I make um. points. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they're good, well, sometimes
2: they're bad. I don't know.
0: No, that's good. And that's it, why it, you're it, here. To think about, too, like uh, the, the changing of the seasons with the months. It, it, yeah, it does feel like you're watching. It has that cinema verte vibe at times to it. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. And Damn, I mean, like it, it, it is. It, I forgot how dark this movie is, like how brutal and depressing it is, yeah. And how people throw up, you know, images of the Wolverines all the time, like yeah, kick mm-hmm. ass, and, that's and what like you, that's what right. You remember, but... yeah, but uh, like everyone died. <laughs> you know, I don't spoiler whatever. Yeah. It came out in eighty four, so who gives a shit? Yeah. But uh, like that idea of like, oh my gosh, this is a depressing movie. This I love it. I love this movie, yeah. but it is a depressing film.
2: Well, that's how like when we watched it. I, I tied it to um, Rogue One. Remember, like totally because that it had seen it since then but i was like oh wow this is they follow the same kind of path yeah where you get down to the very end and it's like you know, suicide mission they, yeah what are they doing at the end and uh yeah it doesn't it doesn't end on a necessarily happy note
1: they don't really achieve much of anything like you know the, the whole movie can be looked at as a statement of like anti-war in a way like mm-hmm. that kind of like war is pointless yeah because yep. it doesn't matter
0: Mm-hmm. No, you're right because they all they did was have one of the largest bloodbaths in cinematic history. Right? <laughs> I think this goes down as one of the largest nope. body counts ever. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm not laughing at the absurdity of the fact that they just like annihilated everybody in it. At the end of the day, yeah, but uh, I feel yeah. like, but I do,
2: I do think that the their like again the tie tying it to Rogue One, like the. Specific objective of Rogue One was that it was impactful for what they were doing. They were like getting the plans for the Death Star, right? Um, yeah, the objective. In, yeah. in this movie, but in that, and both in Rogue One and in this movie, there is that idea of uh, rebellions are built on hope. Hmm. That's the line from Rogue One, and that's really what the objective of the Wolver is. It was just by they weren't trying to win anything; they were just fighting back. And in you, you pick up. I think they say at the very end of the movie, you pick up that they're fighting back, kind of inspired. Yes, um, it did other people to kind of hold, up, hold, up, uh, hold up and hold in there until hanging there until, um, you know, we get our shit together. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: which is what we're doing right now, right? We're holding yeah. our shit together until our co- our government can get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> you said earlier about the cast, and like, yeah, we we. I pointed out a very minor character in the film, uh, impactful to us, I think, as an audience. But damn, this movie is a—it's a who's who of '80s icons, mm-hmm. and I'm not just talking about the kids, too. Like, they're the the adult actors in this are equally uh, as as relevant and talented as the the teens are in this film.
2: Right, and it's not like the movie never comes off as like a big blockbuster like you know showcase showcase yeah yeah um but the level of talent with the actors is
0: it really is like they're all really good
2: although to be fair the 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 younger actors they hadn't quite hit like that like point where they were a actors but Whoever did casting saw something in them and knew that they were all on their way. Yeah. Because they all became, almost all of them became like A-level actors for, for a time. Yeah.
1: Let's fire some off. We got Patrick Swayze. Everybody knows the Swayze. Yeah,
2: the Swayze.
1: We got Charlie Sheen, Jennifer Grey, uh, Leah Thompson, uh, C. Thomas Howell, who, um, who who plays my favorite character in this movie, Robert. I just kind of just enjoy the
2: Wolverine his of the wolverines. <laughs> he's he really is uh
1: he really is. And um and then of course, you know, speaking about the older actors, Powers Booth um who's just, you know, he's so welcome when he comes in this movie. You're it's, you're so, like happy to see him kind of. You're just like, "Oh, finally."
0: I'm yeah. always happy to see Powers yep. Booth. I yeah. I love that guy. I rest in peace. It's he's He's gold and everything. Yeah. I mean he he has he was just different, yeah. you know. He was like Scott Glenn, uh, or Ed Harris. He reminds me of that kind of actor where they like they just play the same type of guy in every movie. But that's what you love about them, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Um, oh. My God. Right. But well, but towards the end of his career, he was just playing like some of the most vile villains you've ever encountered.
0: Oh, and um, at this time he actually played Jim Jones in the uh, TV movie. Yeah. Uh, we were so Yeah. <laughs> he was he I was I think yeah. that
2: was my first introduction to him. Actually, yeah. was uh, was that Jim Jones movie.
0: I just gravitated always towards that. It's because of my dad, I'm sure. <laughs> but I always gravitated towards that older guy who you know, he's not in like he's not like in the best shape, but he's like, he seems like a f- relatively fit dude, and he just seems like a genuine, like, when he, when he, that actor plays a, a good guy character, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, I, I want to idealize, he's like my dad, man, you know?
2: He carries weight when he's on screen. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and he basically is the dad in those scenes that he's in, in um, Red Dawn.
0: But it wasn't allegedly the The direction to go with him to be more of a love interest to Leah Thompson's character. Like, she, th- that originally in the script, they were going to go that route, but decided to kind of veer. Thank God. Ab- uh,
1: apparently. Apparently. You know, th- this was the first f- film to be released with a PG-13 rating. So. This yeah. was the first one. The yeah. very first one. I saying, I, like, I said yeah. that to you yeah. last time. Yeah. Wow, what yep. a trip. Yeah.
0: Okay, because, yeah, I was always confused about that. Um, you know, I thought it was like young Sherlock Holmes at the time, or I thought Indiana Jones and the temple of doom was the first, but it was, I heard that that was what propelled the MPAA to go, eh, maybe we need to rethink this mm. rating. Cause that that's rated PG. Especially. Well, like in the,
2: like when you were saying how it's one of the most violent movies, that's, Probably why, yeah. even though it's yeah. still hard for me to believe that even when we watched it the other, the other week, it took the, the violence for whatever in that movie doesn't track with me. Like, it doesn't maybe it's just because I'm used to other like types of violence, or even like even on, yeah, even on like TV, I get more vi- like uh, if you watch The Walking Dead, oh, like that's yeah, way dude. more gory than like most movies. But even when I was a kid watching that movie, I never. It wasn't the necessarily the violence of it that I
0: like. Is it because there's not a lot of blood? There's not a lot of blood.
2: Yeah, there's not. Maybe that's what it is. It's like that
0: Western violence, you know, where someone gets shot, oh, and they fall down and you don't really see yeah. the impact of the bullet or whatever.
2: Well, it's just, it's
1: also, it's not gratuitous. Yeah. You know, it's not violent for the sake of being violent, which yeah. I feel like most a lot of movies are now.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I would say that this is the most violent Nece- most necessary violent movie.
2: <laughs> Necessarily violent. You know violent. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like uh. Necessarily yeah, like, violent. It, it we need this. We need this.
0: Yeah, you need, like, it, it, I think it, it leads to the suffering that these kids are going through. Mm-hmm. And specifically, like you said, your favorite character, C. Thomas Howell's character, Robert, his, his, like, mental. Yeah. Uh, yeah devolvement or whatever you know like into the 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 wolverine that he becomes Mm -hmm. yeah you got to see all that you got to see everybody get lined up his dad included and or well he doesn't find he he never sees his dad die but he finds out about it you know and yeah Yeah. the the emotion that they convey too it's so intense yeah you know yeah it's really really well done and and um
2: yeah the, the emotional beats in the movie are, are kind of are, I think what makes it like you know, we were talking about again that the remake and I saw it but I don't remember anything <laughs> about it. Not memorable, it. right? Yeah. Um and I think my my inclination would be that if you were making a remake of Red Dawn and you were, you would probably want to just kind of follow the main story beats and make a lot of explosions and um, you when you watch the original you actually forget like how much it resonates on an emotional level oh yeah so with the uh, like all of the characters and um, even like Leah Thompson's character is actually pretty is pretty interesting in the, the journey she has um, one
0: of the survivors too right yeah, yeah
2: yeah and just like you know and she's a little bit of a wild child and she's a girl and you know guys <laughs> try to say this and that to her and she fights back like verbally and she's like not having any of it yeah. and it's just, especially for that era, that wasn't as common. Um, so, yeah, it's just that everyone has a, has like this emotional resonance to them that makes the kind of makes the whole thing kind of come together. I yeah. think. I'm not trying to say it's Shakespeare, but I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying there's more thought put into it than just like, hey, let's. Uh, well, John no,
0: John, is it John Milish? Is that how you pronounce it? I his think
2: name? it's a uh,
1: uh, Milius, I believe. Milius,
0: Milius, Milius I think. Uh, he wrote the screenplay, right? Yeah.
2: It's a uh, Conan, the, Conan the Barbarian, right? Producer, right?
1: Uh, I mean, Apocalypse Now. The guy is,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He knows the shit. Oh, Jeremiah and, uh, Johnson.
2: And uh, Basil, what's his name? Palm He did the. Uh, he did yes. the score for Conan the Barbarian. Oh yeah. He did, yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. And. Uh, I think total recall and Ooh. and um uh the uh if it's a dead bug it's a <laughs> tremors? No, 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 no. Arachnophobia. Uh, no, the Starship Troopers. <laughs> oh yeah, Starship yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: He did Starship Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping you'd say arachnophobia. Yeah, man. arachno arachnophobia. <laughs> and then yeah, the other people in the movie, right? Uh Ben Johnson who's a Classic '60s and '70s Western star. Yeah, and then uh Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, another plays the plays the dad. We should say
1: that Charlie Sheen and and Patrick Swayze are brothers.
0: Yep. Yes. Yep.
1: Jed and Jed and Matt
0: Eckert. They were brothers in The Outsiders, were they? Charlie Sheen wasn't. wasn't oh, that's sorry. That's Tom a... Cruise. Yeah. 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 I get those, <laughs> come on, I get those white, dark hair guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, it's actually like, it's so funny,
2: like you said, because like when we were watching it, you like, you forget there was a stretch of movies up until maybe after Hot Shots Part Due or something where like, yeah. where Charlie Sheen actually used to act in movies. And it was good. Yeah. And he was good. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we were watching this, it was like, oh, yeah, like I totally forget about that part of his career.
0: Yeah, because out of all the guys in this movie, he's definitely the one that stands out as he was such a huge uh, popular actor who just like all of a sudden went just, Mm -hmm. you know, see Thomas Howell slowly transitioned into doing more like behind the scenes VO type stuff. And and he also was uh, sick for a while, too. Uh, but like, and, and Patrick Swayze never really faltered until he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 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 act Leah Thompson and Jennifer Grey were always kind of on top of their game and mm-hmm. still are, I guess you know. But uh, wait,
1: you're saying that Charlie Sheen like recently, recently, more recently, like like Two and a Half Men uh, hashtag winning like th- all that. he he definitely
0: had a roller coaster yeah
2: i mean even like so as as popular as uh two and a half men was i think by that point we 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 view him more as a punchline than we right like did before before that oh yeah we like he was like he was legit and we know what were some of the movies we were like rattling off and it was like uh like, oh, yeah, he well, was in that, he I was mean, in that. I mean,
0: Platoon and...
2: and yeah, and, Platoon, just you like, know, you could stop
0: right there. <laughs> even smaller roles in, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yeah. or, uh, you know, even a cheesy ball, ball movie like The Wraith, he was really good at. Young Guns. Young Guns. Yeah. And then he did a really killer kind of indie movie called Cadence with his dad, which I thought was a cool military movie. and but,
1: Three Musketeers. <laughs> that, that was I mean, Three so Musketeers good.
0: was a huge hit, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and, um, and Summer then movie. The Chase, right? Yeah, the Chase. I love that movie. What the what's her name? Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Oh boy. There we go. <laughs> uh but yeah. Yeah. yeah here, here we go.
1: go. <laughs> Lead us into it. Christy Swanson. Um <clears throat> Yeah, what I, I, I really like that the director uh he, he seems to like suffer no fools like like when he um when he talks about just like the kind of the whole process of filmmaking, um, I, I I just kind of stumbled upon some of his quotes, and I just this is just such a simple quote, but I really like it. It's, it's he says writing requires a great deal of skill, just like painting does. People don't want to learn those skills. It's like yeah, dude. Like it just it just speaks to like people don't want uh, to really do the work. Mm-hmm. They just want they just want the you know the finished product.
2: That's how we like, I think we view film in that way, like, especially if you're not involved in making it in any way, shape or form, you just it's the finished products put in front of you. And you don't really like even contemplate all that goes into making a movie, whether it's good or bad. So it's, it's really easy to just sort of. Like you know, and I'm guilty of it often, where it's like I'll just like you can just rifle off these reasons why this movie <laughs> sucks, <laughs> but you know, like you you just yeah. never know the like you know the decisions that were made you know to to cause it to be that way, and so yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it, whether the good movie's good or bad. There's a yeah. lot of work that goes into to making them, so um, it's something to kind of think about.
0: Well, and I think this movie feels very well thought out. Like it's very, it it is, it's, I think it deserves the credit that it gets because it is, it is not just a teen action movie. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of depth to it. And, um, you know, yeah, I think he, he hits the nail on the head. I didn't realize, I didn't realize upon like kind of looking into it recently that, that he wrote and directed it as well. So that's.
2: Yeah, along with Kevin Reynolds, who I think wrote um, one of my favorite movies, Waterworld. <laughs> right, I just
1: learned recently of your love for Waterworld. I'm going to have um, to get him some of those every toys.
2: Time, every time I'm going to do a podcast with you, I'm going to have to bring that up <laughs> somehow. The
0: only,
1: the only thing I remember about Waterworld is it being like insanely long and that that child, the guild the child. Well, dude, or he, he has directed... Gil's-
0: the Gilded Child or whatever? I remember
1: gild- I, 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 just that Kevin Costner has gills in his neck, right? He's like yeah. part oh, yeah, gill yeah, yeah. or something. Well, yeah, I, so well, nothing also, stands out to me about that movie at all. I don't know, remember nothing about it.
0: He did. I didn't, I didn't know he did Count of Monte Cristo yeah. and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, yeah. and came back to write the Red Dawn remake. Wait, he wrote Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? No, he directed. He, directed it, he wrote yeah. the Red Dawn remake. Yeah. But uh, he directed Mount, oh. Count of Monte Cristo, which is a great that's a sandwich. It's that a great sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Count of Monte Crisco, I uh, am Cristo. I'm mad. Yeah, but is that the one where. No, that's the one. Who's the one where. Jim
2: Caviezel's in uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, I like that. Jim Caviezel. Um, the
0: Eric Roberts double. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, really quick, I just want to also point out the fact that uh, yeah, Harry Dean Stanton. Besides Repo Man, the guy has 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 got a laundry list of amazing roles he's done, uh, and then Ron O'Neill, as the as the Cuban uh, like commander. Yeah, played Superfly in the '70s, which is wild. Wild. That is wild. So wild. I didn't really even put two and two together yeah. until I saw it just the uh, last yeah. week. Yeah. Seriously, like I, I thought. Oh shit! That's oh nice. That's wild. Yeah. And like you
2: just like, and again, like the level you actually see the level of actor he is because yes. you know Superfly to this because he's a, there's nothing camp about his character in at Superfly. All. Like in um, in Red Dawn. Oh no, there's no, no. There's nothing camp about the character in Red Dawn at all. Like, like he's this. Yeah, I mean, it's just, he's probably, he's one of the the better acted performances in the movie, which they're all like great performances, yeah. but he, cause he's like, he's an antagonist, but there's like this warmth to him yeah. and um like sort of connection and compassion that he has for the people that he's, he's uh trying to oppress. Yeah. <laughs> but he just plays everything with such seriousness and you're like,
0: wow, really? Yeah, Yeah. And then he has that big kind of moment, emotional moment at the end where he's writing a letter to his
2: yeah, wife his or wife or yeah, girlfriend or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah and and I I also want to point out his second in command. I don't know if you picked up on this, Dustin, but uh, <laughs> and I and that was I had just watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure right before uh, earlier the day before I think, and I recognized uh, his his second in command as the escape convict in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the guy who you know. You know those little mattresses, those little tags in the mattresses? I cut one off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. great. Such a good movie.
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> what? I'm
0: like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I like that guy.
1: His name is Jed Oman.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Jed Oman. Yeah. The Nicaraguan captain. Yeah. Oh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Sorry. I Nicaragua. apologize profusely. Yeah, we're saying That's, Cuban. He's super racist. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude. Sorry. I didn't pay attention Wait, to the but- flags on their. uniform well there were there were
1: i mean several forces in that in that scene
0: oh kind of like uh invasion usa where all the all the guys come together all the terrorists from all over the world (laughs) (laughs) yeah who get brought together by the one guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so no there's and i mean even like little minor characters uh aardvark uh the, the 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 one of the kids the younger kids his dad is a really well-known actor uh pepe serna who has just been uh, pepe pepe yeah pepe and uh, uh he i mean he was in scarface he was in the rookie the buckaroo Banzai, buckaroo Banzai, and silverado actually he had huge roles in uh yeah. and, and scarface as well so like i always love seeing that in movies when a guy you recognize, and you're like, oh yeah, that that guy's a, like again, like the, the 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 teacher in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, seeing like wait, oh they took a really small role for this movie, but but they could be considered, you know, on a higher echelon. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. I love it. Yeah, like I like talking about this movie so much that it actually gets me. Like, I, I forget about, again, how depressing it can be at times. <laughs> and you're like, oh, when they, yeah. when they go to the, the, um, when they go to, uh, Ben, uh. Nicaragua? No, no, when they, when bed? they go to you Ben Johnson, Mr. Mason's, uh, oh. lodge, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, Robert has his moment. i like, have you seen my dad? And it's so innocent. Yeah. And he's like, your daddy's so, yeah. dead, son. And like, he oh, got my loses God. It. gutted. He loses it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Never mind he doesn't care about his mom apparently but
2: uh you know <laughs> Oh we don't know you know no, I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah you don't know single yeah, and,
0: dad And then they, and then you know uh mm. Mr. Mason is like well I got these two girls in the in the cellar <laughs> He says I want says to I give you
1: some heirlooms or something it's like <laughs> I got some heirlooms I want to give you <laughs>
0: She's like take, no take no. a look down in the cellar I got some
1: keeping, keeping these keeping these granddaughters in the in the cellar
0: <laughs>
1: give you some heirloom heirloom daughters
0: so, so the character of Daryl, uh, Dar- Darren Dalton, who um, oh, I hate that. Hate I mean, okay. Hate so him.
1: to be clear, I hate the character Daryl and not the actor that plays him, Darren Dalton, who we are interviewing in two weeks. Please listen to that.
0: Thank you. Can we can we talk about like the fact that. What he did, or should we save it for people that haven't seen the movie? I don't know, because that's a pretty big no.
1: No one's there. no, no, no. We're not saving. Come on. Okay. Let's, yeah. So, let's so, talk, so anyways, let's talk, yeah. Be,
0: before he's even before he's even revealed as having a wire and and, and you know being a traitor to his his group, uh, when he pops on screen, I'm like, well, you look like Neil Sean, first of all, from Journey. I didn't recognize. Or talk about it until we sat down and watched it again. That he was from The Outsiders, and I'm like, well, he was a dick in The Outsiders yeah. too. Yeah, Socious. Yeah. So- right? <laughs> and like a real asshole So-sh. in The Outsiders. Yeah. In this one, he was just kind of a like a wuss. Yeah. Like he just cheesed out like his dad did, right?
2: Yeah, He's- when they, you know, they played up that. They played up that, because I think he was the student body president, maybe? And yeah. so yeah. they kind of played that. He made that. it very
1: clear, Diallo. He made it very clear <laughs> so, in the Yeah, it's like, you know,
2: he was supposed yeah. to be in charge, and he ended up getting outdone by the old high school by quarterback. J- yeah, by the quarterback.
0: <laughs>
1: well- Right, but Jed is Jed is not in high school, so you right. know, he's not. in my yeah, opinion, yeah. it's 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 fair game because he's yeah. the oldest one at like 19 or you know however old he is Like, like he's his life, his
2: life was going nowhere, until, <laughs> until this until, until this war. thing happened. This, he, he was, was sitting at he was sitting at home on the couch and <laughs> didn't know what he was gonna do next. He was probably just dreaming about his high school quarterback and career, yeah, right? Because that's probably. all he had to cool. look for? And was
1: he, he not a mechanic? Chance. I thought he was a mechanic. Am I making that up? I, I thought he was like, "I'm, I'm going to be at the shop, mechanicking. I think he says think he to did. Charlie Sheen in the beginning.
0: But and and I used to be uh, auto mechanic and auto body work too. I did that too, and so I can I can say, like, that's a not that's a not not a lot to live for. I if, I think but if a, you it's a noble
2: prefer- when your car breaks down. That's all like you want to. But being
0: 19. Well, it's
1: interesting though because when the truck. You know, uh, dies on the road. It's True. not his idea to pee in it.
2: That's it's not who <laughs> it's who not came his up idea. That idea? <laughs> That's, that was a C.
0: Thomas uh, Charlie
1: Sheen or, or something, Charlie right? Sheena. Just just piss in it. Like, That's
0: a great idea. Get up there. Come on, it's like come so. On, man. He's not really then, thinking uh, outside the box. Diallo pointed out the fact that that C. Thomas Howell is wearing the same hat in this that a, he, he he thinks he might have worn in, in E.T.
2: E.T. when they were riding the bikes at the very end. Yeah. the <laughs> Star Wars hat.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that would be. Really intriguing. Yes. Yeah. We were
2: talking about the licensing. They hadn't really locked down the whole concept of licensing and stuff at that time. I don't think because there was like you know you see the Star Wars shirts and hats and other stuff that clearly wouldn't be uh, be allowed to happen today unless you paid them like a million dollars. Oh man, yeah, the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. Yep. Oh, it's
1: true.
0: Let's also talk about the fact that C. Thomas Howell was huge uh soon after this right where he was the lead actor in so many movies
2: well and to lead into like half the actors in this movie went on to do outsider not half but like um like he went on to do outsiders and that's i for me that's where see thomas Howe really hit his
0: oh yeah cuz he was i mean pony yeah. Boy's iconic but yeah. uh but yeah, I mean, not not a uh, not not Soul Man or uh, Secret Admirer. Yeah, we have
2: a we have a uh, I don't know we, I don't know if we want to get into it, but uh, the, well, the whole but Soul Man on, guys, thing is a little problematic. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> about,
1: <not> <laughs> the Soul Man thing is, is fascinating. But you no, know, The Outsiders was before this movie, though, right? Like, I mean, it oh, yeah, definitely yeah. came out I think before it came out in
2: '83, didn't it? Uh, did it? I think it did. We yeah we yeah. keep having the because I always feel like it came out after, but it came out before.
1: I don't know when they shot it, but he but I mean C Thomas was was a
2: baby. Yeah. His he's baby. A, yeah, you're you are right. It, His baby.
0: But this was and 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 he and he I mean he was even younger in E.T. because E.T. came out what, eighty two or something? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah.
2: His greatest role was the hitch in Hitcher.
0: I it, it yes. w- w- wasn't Side Out. It <laughs> wasn't Side Out with with uh Peter Horton. I love Side movie. Out, dude. Yeah, yeah Side Out's yeah, great. That's
2: a great movie.
0: Dustin and I talk about this quite often. Like Side Out's a It's a fine slice we, yeah, we've of sin. never
1: <laughs> We haven't gone deep into it.
0: Not yet. Um, yet.
1: I I just watched the Soul Man trailer recently, and the tagline is so offensive. Can you read it for us? I I'm trying to remember what it what it was. It was like, in order to get in, he has to get down.
2: <laughs> it's oh like my the most, oh man, the most
1: o- offensive.
2: You know, I've i like, actually almost wiped that out of my like memory that that movie even existed. So <laughs> you just brought it up, so. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very problematic uh, movie for. for very problematic.
0: Movies. Yeah. And I mean, well, that's we might have to do a whole episode devoted to uh, horribly cultural appropriated films. Oh, uh. Right. <laughs>
1: right. Well, I think I said to you, right. I said we got to get C. Thomas Howell on the show with James Earl Jones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: I love to that. talk about it. I got a yeah.
0: connection to Radon Chong, so that that could happen. Radon Chong gave a, a ex-girlfriend of mine advice. She said,
1: "Jackie the, Lee, not Jackie Lee."
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, she said, "Sleep with as many people as you can until you have to settle down."
1: Oh right, and that was she said that to you while she was like breaking up with you. Yeah, and I was like, or oh, something.
0: I, I guess we're <laughs> I, so is this it? <laughs> am I the one you're gonna settle down with, or am I just another guy? And so, how many have you or, slept with? <laughs> She I was 17, fortunately. So.
1: Well, I love picturing that. Not only is she breaking up with you, but she's also name dropping Ray Dong Chong, like in the middle of it. <laughs> she
0: did. That, it's like super I mean, I'm insulting. not lying. Anyway. This is 100 yeah. fact.
2: I'm so confused right now. I've always wanted to meet Ray Dong Chong, but I really <laughs> love you. Like,
0: yeah. So, yeah, because I I remember because she had done a bunch of she had done a bunch of homework kind of movies or Lifetime or something like that. People are gonna look up now. They're going to like uh, who an actor with Radon Chong in a Hallmark movie, Jackie and, Lee,
1: Hallmark movie. I think
0: so yeah. and, so. <laughs> and I remember, Mark yeah. Her. And I kind of heard already, already sense like things were going South. And I was just like, you know, I, I don't think this is going to work. And she goes, well, yeah, you know, uh, I just, I just feel like I'm not ready yet to be taking anything seriously. You know, I, my, uh, know, Hallmark movie told me one time, <laughs> and I'm like, "What? What? Where? Whoa! Okay. Well, I guess it's making it right. easier t- to press eject." <laughs> so. Right.
1: Is that what you called it when you ended a
0: relationship? Press eject. Yeah. Yeah. Everything relates back to <laughs> yeah, 80s <that's> references. <laughs> and, and sometimes, uh. actually, and sometimes you, you push eject on a VCR and the tape comes out, no problem. But there are times and. Case in point, with many <laughs> failed relationships, you push eject, and you pull the tape out, and the tape got caught around the, the gears, yep. of the, and, and, yeah. it's, and it's and yeah. and it's fucked up the tape, and the tape is yep. ruined, and that's what happened to me. No, I'm kidding. I
1: hate that. Oh, so so you're the tape in this scenario. I'm the tape.
0: I'm pulling myself out of the oh. situation.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I thought you were the VCR, and you were pushing eject on her to get no. out, but then she also got stuck a little bit, and then that was like the messiness of your brain.
0: In that case, I was the tape. In other cases, I could have been the VCR.
2: Yeah, I mean, you never know which one you're going to be. <laughs> you, you never find out until <laughs> you, know. the relationship's ending. You so, <laughs> never know. My next relationship, I'll be like, so like, I want to sit down and have a talk. So which one are you? Are you the VCR <laughs> yeah. or are you, <laughs> the, are you the tape? How do you see yourself?
0: And then she goes, what's a VCR? Oh.
1: I mean, max eject on that.
0: Yeah. Hey, can I point out? I just uh, I just want to point out the fact that when you go on IMDb to research a movie, and we talked about this on other podcast episodes, um, some of the plot keywords that that describe the movie, if if you look at the top five, it says uh, <laughs> Ruskies, racist, a teenage girl, okay, propaganda, sure, thin girl,
2: thin girl. <laughs> So the, the, it, the, the, it's interesting, the, the propaganda part is interesting. Because actually, I think what kind of got me on to wanting to watch Red Dawn again, because I hadn't watched it in years prior. And then um, I kind of fell down this YouTube rabbit hole where there was this guy breaking down all these films. And he did this piece on Red Dawn being like basically like right-wing propaganda. And oh. so I watched it. Um, he like all of his all of his points were valid, um, and I think actually I said to you I was like, well, if it was right wing propaganda, they they definitely failed with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I I could also see it. I don't really have a problem with it either. It wasn't like a straight like I I feel like Top Gun is more of a military recruitment movie. Than, oh, for sure. Than Red Dawn is, but um, yeah, but that's definitely a conversation that happens out in the world where. <laughs> I think some people might look down on Red Dom because of that, what they see as trying to push certain values that they don't agree with. And, you know, I don't have much to say on what I agree or don't agree with. I just kind of watch it from the lens of an entertaining film.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I could piggyback on that by saying like maybe the, the whole militia idea mm -hmm. fuels that a little bit. Like, Taking, mm-hmm. you know, having your stockpile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having
1: your gun pride from your cold and hands.
0: Kind of, yeah. I mean, look, and I don't want to. I don't want to. It's know, too late. I, I'm not. I, well, I'm actually, not. We, sh- we should talk about it. I mean, it is. Yeah. it is timely. Look, <laughs> look, and, and and you know what? I, everyone, I'm not a gun person. I never have been, and it's it's neither here nor there. But, like, it, you know, it, I don't think this film. Um, propagandizes anything. If you gave a kid a gun and they were put in a situation like this, I don't see it going, I mean, outside of the fact that they they seem very well trained with the guns, but I think for the yeah. most part, they would kind of, like, I think Robert's character, more. going back to the fact that you like that character so much, it's your favorite character, I think he's the one with the most truth because I think that kids don't necessarily, their brain has not developed fully yet. And, and, right. and after having that much trauma done to you to go on kind of a serious tip, of course, you're going to lose your fucking mind. Of course, you're going to like, yeah, start getting off on this and thinking it's a video game, you know?
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's just, as you were talking, I started thinking, too. It's like, you know, my with my upbringing, like. I feel like they I can see how. They push some of the values, like you're saying, the, the militia, especially. Yeah. And and I know me personally, like I have like I have a lot of uh, friends across the local spectrum and and I actually see a lot of value in a lot of things that like they might talk about, like um, with like, you know, rights to own guns and whatever. And like just in terms of this pandemic thing (laughs) that's going on, like I happen to have had a level of calm when it was going down, because even in the urban environment I live in, I've been um, sort of like prepared for disaster for a while so i have like little stores of this and that and okay you know whatever so i get my mind is in that place and i've always been out camping and so i can handle myself and like growing up we'd be we'd take us out for shooting on the gun ranges and stuff like that but yeah the difference between me and i think a lot of people that are really into that is like i never fetishized any of that so i don't have like Big difference. I see the value in it, but I also don't, I don't own a gun. I don't like, I don't, you know, I, oh, it's just kind of yeah.
1: th- like. i sorry. I thought we were leading up to you, like revealing that you had like an RPG or just something <laughs> crazy like that. So I wanted to like tell you about
2: this. Uh, Sawing <laughs> off shotgun that I yeah, keep under yeah, this the Yeah, mar- no, but I'm saying like, I, I see the value in it, in a circumstance, in a situation like um, Russia attacking but yeah it's highly unlikely and then and then if it did happen in real time i'd be like oh well i guess that's happening <laughs> <laughs> right you know so but I, so i think it did like when i don't think that yeah the movie does it, it might be viewed in the lens of propaganda but again for me it's more about people taking that and then fetishizing all of those ideals yeah um because I, I do think that there's value in having pride for your country and, yeah, and there's there's yeah. value in being um, capable of handling yourself when things go not the way that you want them to go. But then when you start to like you take on other aspects of that life livelihood,
0: then I, and it can it can turn wrong. Right totally Mm -hmm. yeah and when you when you when you get tunnel vision and not recognize other people's feelings and thoughts and 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 it's just all about that one thing specific thing that's when it goes astray and yeah yeah
2: yeah so
1: but there is an interesting point with the with the way that this kind of ends um with the character of bella you know where he kind of starts realizing that this is like kind of like a lost cause in a way and like i'm not going to just shoot these shoot these kids
0: yeah
2: um at
1: the end
0: yeah that's a really cool moment and
2: you know it's it's that watching that now as opposed to watching it then i think like even as a country i think we're a lot more sheltered to the conversations outside of our country of what people actually go through um that aren't in a first world situation so you, you know just even watching like the iraq war and like knowing what goes on in afghanistan like watching it watching that movie again um just a few weeks ago kind of through the eyes of the colonel it's like it's like dude you actually like you 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 were doing what we say we want to do but we've always cast you as the villain when you were just trying to live your life and somebody was trying to put their boot on your neck yep um, right yeah and that the movie conveys that clearly it's just like we didn't I don't think we knew enough then to be able to like, to fully empathize with him. Um, But it was, I mean, that's why it even resonated even more with me that, that final scene than anything. Yeah. It's powerful.
0: It was, and I forgot, I had forgotten that that had happened because all the while leading up to that scene, I was like, Oh yeah. Isn't this where the part where like, where I know a bunch of the characters die. I know a bunch of shit happens. And then like a bunch of them live at the end though and it's kind of a happy ending. Like I forgot that third act, that chunk, and yeah. and, and I was I was shocked. I was like, oh shit, this is not what I remembered. No. Uh and, and in a good way, like it didn't it wasn't fluff. It was like, no, this is this is the reality, the harshness, right?
2: And it's cool, like see Thomas house character. It's like I always knew he dies, but then like again it just the way he dies, it's it like when I watched it when I was younger, it felt more heroic. But then we were watching it again. I was it was almost like he had this this death wish <sighs> yeah. because I saw exactly. the damage the damageness of him in this yep. this time, and I I really got, you know I got where where he came from to where he was going, and um, yeah, it was like this inevitable end for him. But it wasn't it wasn't this. Heroic moment, even though the music, the score cues you he, to think it's heroic, right? And, dun, dun, yeah, dun. And, you know, yeah, and the Wolverines, but
0: it, Wolverine!
2: and he had even had like a, like he started wearing basically the death mask, which we're all walking around wearing these days too. <laughs> but he was the one character that had the. Face covering a lot. Yeah. Um, he put yes. it on right before it's he died.
1: It's so amazing. He makes like the million dollar RPG shot on that helicopter. Yeah. 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 Is, right. and all, yeah. You know, and you're like, really, that's all that happens. Yeah. Like that's all that he. That's the only damage he did. Like that's yeah. such a hard shot to do, especially with no training. Knocked and, the, guy uh, the, yeah. the guy out
0: of the helicopter. He knocks the
1: guy out of a helicopter. That was yeah. A badass. gunner, I guess. I don't well, even the know. Shot, the
2: shot was too perfect. It <laughs> didn't actually. Yeah. yeah. Hit, actually hit <laughs> <Right>. the helicopter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and, and he his character has there are some great lines in this movie now, a few of them we already rattled off but he has probably one of the best lines uh, when Powers Booth is talking to him, when he's putting notches in his rifle
1: oh yeah right that's a great line too mm-hmm. are you talking about Powers Booth's line
0: yeah I'm saying like their yeah. interaction all that
1: hate's going to burn you up kid keeps you warm And Keeps me warm. Keeps yeah. me warm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Powers booth does have the best, he has the best line period though. <laughs> oh yeah. Shoot straight for once. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: so good. I. What you were saying about the music cues, um, I didn't realize that, that they, the composer also did Hunt for, you said Hunt for Red October, but, and then you said Conan the Barbarian, but he also did RoboCop mm. too. Mm. I mean, dude, like, that's a that's some grade A quality shit yeah that is fantastic
2: we got in with what's her name Verhoeven is that
0: yeah 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 Yeah. Flight of the Intruder also I mean Cherry 2000 (laughs) Misfits of Science
2: Misfits of Science yeah dude
0: (laughs) (laughs) Big Wednesday there I go again no, oh, it's on. He's on. He's uncredited for Big Wednesday, but whatever. Um, Iron
2: Eagle, uncredited conductor. Yeah. yeah, I mean that makes sense.
0: Uncredited. I yeah, so well, we are going to give him credit right now. Yeah, you get all. the Basil, props. you major props. <laughs> major props. Um, I I know as we're kind of winding down a little bit, can can we talk about some of the things that happened in nineteen eighty
1: four? Well, I guess that's up to Diallo. Of course. <laughs> okay, he he allows it.
2: 1984 was a great year. Well, you're gonna well, appreciate yeah, the you fact know, that Hulk. Hovey if you just, listen,
1: oh, sorry, sorry, I interrupted. I, I was gonna say, if you listen regularly, you know that this doesn't is not really good news. The, the, this is usually the downer time of the podcast <laughs> because Zach talks about the Challenger blowing up on January 1st or whatever, and that was you know,
0: one episode,
1: one episode, and and I think we've been in 1984 already, so I think we're fine.
0: Yeah, it's I, probably I'm gonna the only good. News I'm gonna now. go more of the. Power, <laughs> positive route. Positive. Um, Hulk Hogan yeah.
1: did something. I I just heard that. Okay.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I'll open up with Andy Kaufman dies or did he? Or
2: did he? Or did he? He's still alive with Biggie and Tupac.
0: Yep. Uh, but I will. I was gonna originally open with Hulk Hogan defeated the Iron Sheik to win his first World Wrestling Federation championship title. That was a good time. It was the birth of Hulkamania.
2: What a time to be alive. Yeah. Actually. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> to go on our
0: our you know Red Dawn being this rah rah yeah, America America so uh, Sony and Philips introduced the first CD players ever, wow uh, and and then Ma- a- Apple Computer launched their famous 1984 Macintosh computer line uh, commercial okay
2: yeah, we we didn't really talk a lot about it but like just the you know the America time of yes it, you know like you know um yeah what we were going through like at that time like uh just in the like the cold war part two um so i remember growing up just like in constant terror of dying in nuclear
0: fire yeah because we still had that was actually still a really relevant thing
2: yeah they haven't they were remember like the star wars program that they used to talk about with the like that like that was like a thing in your head you're like oh my god they're Gonna to try to shoot down missiles if they shoot them at us, and yep. um, and then I don't remember right. what year that movie came out, but um, the day after tomorrow, I think, it was, or the day after, with uh, kind of,
0: Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I don't day after, what
2: year? But it was like that was sort of like peak that stuff. Yeah. And um, so you had, and Russia was our big, you know, our big enemy. So it all like in that movie, it it all kind of came to a head.
0: And I think that's actually what for me brought a lot of fear into red dawn especially that opening scene was knowing that threat of nuclear war mm-hmm. and i didn't know what nuclear war looked like i was uh you know what eight years old at the time mm-hmm. so well, and you weren't studying then you weren't very
1: you weren't studying hard enough <laughs> apparently well but <laughs> I, mean, I do remember know the, the drop like. and
0: cover drills and and discussion about nuclear war um and it and as a kid, it traumatized the shit out of me too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, and so this movie was kind of coming on the, the tail end of that, you yeah. know, 84. So
2: as it turns out that was all training for us now. so that's why I'm not freaking out I was like, I've been through all of this fear. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is just
1: like just, 84.
2: Just like 84.
0: I, I just want to point out, um, you know, because yeah, we will cover a myriad of 80s movies from specifically from 84. But, um, Police Academy came out that same year and that was, you know, and, and
1: I, big, big deal.
0: I mean, come on. It's a really big deal. Like I, yeah, Terminator, Nightmare on Elm Street, but Police Academy franchise, you know, that's, that's iconic as well, as well. And, uh, a couple of the big songs at that time were one of Diallo's favorites. It's not just perfect that he's on our show for this episode, for the fact that we have this affinity for Red Dawn that we all share. But the fact that one of his favorite songs to karaoke of all time was a huge 80s hit in 1984, Purple Rain by Prince. Oh mm. I still need to sing that live. And I have made a promise that at some point Diallo, uh, it, you know, we will do a live rendition of that with some sort of band that I have at some point. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> And then also, uh, Jump by Van Halen. I mean, I'm not going to go. Eighty four was one, such a good <laughs> a album. Huge year for like music, movies, pop culture, everything. So uh, we'll just like give you a little taste of that because I'm sure we'll be going back down this road eventually. So
1: we've been down the road, though, right?
0: I, mean, I, I think that actually this is the first movie we've covered specifically from '84. It um, is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Kind of, kind sure. of
1: failing our, our coverage, the but
2: he debuted on primetime television, Miami Vice, Night Court, and we're not going to talk about that first show. We can't talk
0: about. It. <laughs> we can't talk about Cosby <clears throat> Show, but um, <laughs> but uh, well, and 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 because space space shuttle Discovery was the space shuttle at that time, it was the yeah. Challenger that I brought up in. The, I think it was that was 1986. Yeah. Um, right. Yes. But you know, eighty-four was I think this is one of the first times we've talked about it, yeah. Vanessa Williams, the first black Miss America, she had to relinquish her crown. Yeah, I remember that. That was <laughs> that was a crazy oh, time. Right.
2: It's crazy times. It was all <laughs> setting us up for God. Now <laughs> <laughs> it was a time that was tearing down all the all the uh, rules about what you could and couldn't do. So
0: Yeah, maybe. you know, for those for those people that are listening that are are not children of the 80s who maybe were born in the late 80s, early 90s and didn't live through a lot of this. Um, it's, yeah, everything. My, my son loves those chain reaction videos, you know, the cause and effect, the Rube Goldberg videos. And I'm, I'm always explaining to him one thing always leads into another. Mm-hmm. And you can pinpoint all the shit that we're going through now, whether it's good or bad. All yeah. came from some place, mm-hmm. and it all came from you know uh, specific moments that just, and we are fortunate or unfortunate to recognize those moments. Oh the shit that happens right now is because of blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. versus other people who might go, why is this happening to our lives right now? So going back to your point of being like, well, I'm a doomsday prepper. I know what's up, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. Cause you live through other moments kind of leading you up to this point.
2: Yeah. And it, again, like the real talk, like I was just joking at the very beginning, like, you know, when it, growing up, I was like a super emotional child and I probably cried all the time and I was always told not to cry and I never could quite not cry, you know? And, um, yeah. Not not crying, but then I remember watching this movie, <laughs> and there is Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen like on the verge of crying, and and then their and then their dad is like, "Don't you cry? Don't you?" And I remember consciously making a decision from that moment to like hold my, hold my emotions wow. in, and now I'm emotionally damaged because of it. <laughs> oh
0: shit! But oh no! But, but but, turn I mean, to something
1: I, it, else.
2: Let it turn to like, <laughs> something else to y'all. Let it turn. <laughs> but it's, no, it's, funny, it's funny how that, like, I just, I remember specifically that moment. Like, it's sort of like, oh, yeah. Like, like, but I but I also was like, it kind of validated emotion too because I, they actually had something that was, like, worth crying over. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well,
0: well you, it's funny you bring that mm. up because, uh, as we've talked about many times before, the Blood Brother mixes that, dja puts out he rips the sound clips from red dawn and a couple on one of the uh mixes and it is patrick swayze you, you know giving that speech and so bodie who listens to those mixes on repeat one day was walking to school and he's like i'm not crying daddy i'm gonna let it turn to something else and that turned into a Sit down discussion about like Don't it's okay that. to cry, dude. Like do it yeah. is okay to feel the feelings, it's more about the placement of like what, what you know, what constitutes well, this you know,
2: listen, listen, Bodhi, do you want to grow up like your uncle Diallo? <laughs> Don't do that, <laughs> no, but but you
1: bring up a good point that's like you can't, it's not really healthy to judge like if your emotions are worthy of crying, you know what I mean? Because no, you, no, no, you no, feel no, what right? you feel, so it's like yeah, yeah. you, you know, you got to. Be kind to yourself. But I think, I think like growing up a sensitive kid, it's like, it's very hard because you are feeling those things and you're like, well, but why? Like nobody else is like crying about this, uh, you know, cause they missed the bus or whatever. It's not a big deal. And like, as you're saying, it's like, yeah, like so many other people in the world are going through so much. It's just all about perspective and, totally. but you, but you know, but we can't be like, I shouldn't be crying here. Yeah. I shouldn't be. Cause, I mean,
2: I can say that now. Like, like right what you right said, with your perspective right. um like back yeah back then yeah it was like well everybody else is fine why am i crying and then you started getting yeah. these labels and
0: yes it kind of helps
2: you at the time it helped me just kind of fit in a little bit more because that probably was more um high on my survival list of survival <laughs> needs right uh, now my list survival needs is uh how well stocked is my uh is my uh refrigerator but um yeah. i just i just it's just funny for me how that that, that literally that move that movie is a moment for me you know
0: Well, i was gonna say too like you're uh, talking about the emotions that. <laughs> yeah you're about to th- cry <laughs> i'm gonna cry because I, I think i think it's really important too that uh you know people are always like oh I... The whole podcast thing is like, oh, it's so silly or whatever, you know. The fact that we get to sit down and have a discussion about this and and go deep like this, uh, I feel very fortunate not to – and yeah, just a, On a serious tip and super appreciative. I know I've said that a million times off the air, but I'm going to say it on the air. Just having, uh, you know, not just friends, but like good quality friends to – be silly and goof about shit is great on one hand, but also, you know, go deeper and process things. And, you know, so I'm just very fortunate to have you guys in my life. I
1: feel the same way. This will be our least funny episode, but I think that's fine. That's
0: fine. No, we need to to work through some emotions right now. Part of me is like, I never used that VCR uh, uh, metaphor before, (laughs) but...
2: (laughs) Listen, you know what? We're like in peak oh, it's and good. make note mode, and there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on in the world that you know. So it's, yeah, we're processing a lot of stuff. This so this is so, so different.
1: Fine. Absolutely, it's so processy. Uh, but going back, who who is who is like your podcast is silly? Who's saying that?
0: No, I just think... yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> we want to listen. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna find <laughs> I'm name gonna some names. Find you.
0: <laughs> No, I just think in in you know there there is that there is that kind of running joke of like oh everybody's got a podcast now everybody's got oh I'm doing a podcast I I think even Saturday Night Live parodied that a little bit and very very well done Uh, and and I get that I mean there's 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 plenty of podcasts they're like the new they're like
1: the new blogs you know podcasts are what blogs were you know ten years ago
0: yeah which is fine I mean but this is like. I'm, I feel very uh, fortunate to be able to do stuff like yeah. this. And, 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 and hopefully people listen to this and go, oh man, my, my life's not as bad as that is, so it makes me feel better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean all you can ever do is just do things that make you happy Bring first. Joy. And then yeah. it, it just you know, yeah. where whatever however people perceive them outside of you, that's really up to them, whether totally. it's good or bad. What it's just but that's that's their deal. And um absolutely it's natural to feel that way. Like I feel that way, like I've been you know, I've been processing like as writing a lot, I'm just like I've realized a lot of my resistance is just thinking about what people will think when they see what I've written. So, oh, interesting. you know, and I, I realized, oh, that's what's been my hang up. Like, why haven't I like pumped stuff out? Because I like, I find myself second guessing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say, I think I said to you, before, to you before in the past, I think one of the things about your podcasts that I um, that I just, I feel resonates is that you like, when you tell me you're having so-and-so on, I'm like, wow, they got them, and then it's always like it's a very organic experience. And I think you, you guys as hosts, are more of like um, you're not you're not really talking about the business of things, and it's yeah. not very it's it's more of like there's an appreciation for the work that these people have done, and you're like you're sending the joy vibes, and they're picking up on that, and that's mm-hmm. why that's why the show resonates more than some other ones might resonate. So cool. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I I, I might have said that to you before, but it's like I think you're like knowing you for a while, (laughs) like hanging out with you like I consider myself pretty uh, astute at a lot of like the pop culture stuff. And like Zach, Zach, you like you blow me out of the water with the stuff, you know. (laughs) Like, I, I don't, oh, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I liked that movie. <laughs>
0: I don't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I that, that guy that. was in this? That's yeah. very sweet. So, that's I mean, but sweet. like
2: that, that, just like the the the, the depth of um, knowledge that you have, but it's it comes from a pure fun space and not like a, you know, I'm going to tell you why you were wrong <laughs> about something, is that you get that a lot, too, with some other stuff. Yeah, you
0: do. And, and I think maybe that's that was more to my point is, is, is the idea that, that's not what we're about and i that goes back to my childhood and i think maybe the the three of us experienced that at some point where people t- telling you uh, you're wrong or doing this is stupid or whatever and you know and it's not about it's it's about finding the joy in little things and we all need that i think we need more of that yeah. and and going back to your writing and 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 uh, i was i was as we get kind of towards the tail end of the episode i wanted to shout out the fact that you have a great comic book called Angela in the Dark. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, It is
1: a lot. great comic book. It's
0: really, yeah. it's really badass. It's the thank first you. of a potential, eventual series, right? Yeah, yeah. I
1: need more volumes, Diallo, not to interrupt. Um,
2: we have uh, more content. one that works out. I don't know if you follow us on Instagram. But Russell's been working on some... Um, some new concepts, and uh, we've given Angela a new hairstyle, which Ooh. is kind of fun. <laughs> <Ooh>. And uh, <laughs> can you can
0: you kind of tell like listeners what Angela in the Dark is about?
2: Yeah, so Angela in the Dark is a uh, it's, it's a cyberpunk. Um, I call it an anime-infused cyberpunk adventure. So, growing up, I really loved things like Akira. You know, um, whatever. There's one particular I love Bubblegum Crisis, which isn't like super well known but um, basically there's a, a group of uh, techno thieves that live in this city called Met, Metro uh, Metron City in 2137. And um, there's a young mysterious girl that kind of gets caught up in the mix. Um, so in our first issue, she just makes a really brief appearance. It's uh, just kind of setting up the broad story and the, the dynamics of the characters and um, kind of what to expect action-wise um, and then following that um we get into like the meat of the story the mystery and there's lots of twists and turns and um so but basically it's like if you took blade runner and you put pippy long right in the middle of it that's basically the vibe <laughs> of well, what's going on it's awesome dude yeah so it's awesome yeah and um we've had uh like a, like great reception from it and um <laughs> before the uh pandemic hit we had some meetings we were gonna have yeah, of course <laughs> put it on pause just put it on pause yeah so That's all. um just but yeah it's, a, it's been a really fun um experience for myself and um and Russell the uh co-creator and artist he's like I've worked with him on some other projects and he like this one in particular it's like he's just doing the best work he's ever done and it's just really like I'll I'll kind of come up with concepts and stories and stuff and give him scripts and then he just he'll like takes them and draws them and he just eclipses anything that I even saw in my head. So yeah,
0: it really the 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 art really captures the story as yeah. well. Yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't yeah, look disjointed at all. It's it's really a nice nice um, nice matchup. Yeah. So and you've got you're also working on some other. Other books and projects, too, right?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, it's funny because I talk about my fantasy novel a lot. And that's actually what like that's where the, the we talking about the resistance from. Yeah. It's like that's I drew I wrote a draft two years ago and didn't like it. Um, and I've been kind of working on it slowly to fix it. And what I realized is that I just was like I just kind of was part of me was thinking about what people would think rather than doing what I liked, you know? So in the last, it's actually the gift of, of this downtime that, w- that some of us has, have had is I've actually just started to like spend a little bit more time on it and just focus on the parts that resonate with me. And Great. so um, fantasy novel that could take off and, you know, go some other places, so.
0: And what's the other, uh, what's Ears? Can you tell us about Ears? Yeah,
2: Ears is uh, a, uh, basically it's like Goonies meet Spy Kids. <laughs> so it's a bunch of uh, uh, it's a group of kids. Nice. I think actually to kind of tie into Red Dawn, I think one of the reasons why I resonate with Red Dawn too is I really have an affinity for uh, like escapist uh, kids kind of yeah. doing their own thing. Um, so I mean that's what Angela in the Dark is is yep. an element of escapism for the little kid but in, it's basically uh, they're with the spy organization and uh, they kind of go on this rip-roaring adventure so that's been right the on
0: too, so. perfect time for it yeah 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 so
2: and I yeah I basically in about three years ago decided that um, I had written various things but I wasn't really writing for myself I was think I was writing for what I think would get like I would think my idea of prestige was and then okay. I was just like you know what like mm-hmm. I like explosions and action and car chases, <laughs> and so I just started writing to that, and I've been having a lot more fun and yeah, um, yeah. having doors open more for that than trying to write some drama.
0: So. And, I, and I think <laughs> I think it that's what's happening drama. for you. Like I, I think you and Dustin both, uh, you know, talk about finding that joy and finding the place. Coming from a place of joy and that it's helped me in my life. And uh, I think it's going to just keep on pushing you in the right direction. Like you're going exactly where you're supposed to be going right now. Yeah, always. Yeah. All yeah. your bliss. So uh, do we find you, where should we find you online?
2: Uh, you can find me, uh, you can get snippets of uh, um, Angela in the Dark on my website called Forge Creation. It's forgecreationdigital.com. Uh you can follow me on Instagram at the Armageddon. Um the second E is a three, so the Arm Three Geddon. <laughs> um and uh also we have uh Angela and the Dark um uh Instagram as well. Great. It's literally Angela
0: and the Dark. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. for someone else. Yeah, did. right. And then we're not gonna talk mm-hmm. about Twitter, so
2: yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm banned on Twitter. <laughs> that's so a whole is, other podcast episode. Is your,
1: <laughs> your banned forever?
2: Yeah, I'm banned that for is life. That's bullshit, dude. I am that banned for life. That bull- makes
0: no sense to it me. Really it really doesn't. No it really doesn't. But I mean, at, the, yeah.
2: at this time, I kind of wear it like as a, as a badge. And if our and, president
0: can't get banned from Twitter, and, yeah,
2: I'm kind of like, hey, you yeah, know, I'm banned. I'm banned on Twitter. Banned like, for, really? for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and um, yeah, and and, and, and it. Twitter's already; it's a pretty toxic place, also. So it's probably a it's gift. terrible. It's a gift that I'm not allowed to to be on there.
0: Yeah, sometimes I off, I think one of the reasons why we love doing the show so so much is we get to go back to that time when um, you know, for better or worse, there's no no period of time that was ever perfect, quote unquote, because there's no there's no such thing as perfection. But it was a time a, a simpler time in some in some respects, and the idea that we don't have wouldn't have the social media uh that we do now is kind of would, would be refreshing mm-hmm. but at the same time too we might not have the avenue to have podcasts like this so it's uh, it's you got to take the good the bad
1: well what would you do yeah. in, in, in a, right. a pandemic yeah. <laughs> whoa <laughs> i'll just leave i won't even say my comment because that's the perfect way to end
0: no please do take the good.
1: <laughs> no i was just saying what would you do in a pandemic without social media on up, like without a way you just be on the phone the time yeah it and, would be and,
2: uh, a whole different experience for sure yeah. i don't even think that we people would actually be able to stay like stay in as long as they have no no um, because so have the news on yeah yeah
0: oh my god there's only so many, so many uh atari video games you could play if this was 1984 <laughs> and, and 13 channels and you had a antenna on the top that you have to constantly adjust yep was,
1: yeah. Did Clico Vision exist? I don't remember. I think yes. it did. Yeah, I did. think it yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo
0: good. had not come out yet. So no. yep. uh, we we would be in a different time. Like I yep. will say it is. Yeah. Thank God for podcasts and social uh, aspects of social media that are entertaining mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like Netflix and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, it's good, the bad. It's a yin yang. Yeah, yeah. It's a yin yang.
1: Yeah. It like it, it starts with us being like social media is just so toxic and terrible. Thank God for social media. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, it's like All what right.
2: you it's just like anything, though. Yeah. It's like you yeah. you you actually can choose what you take in. So, Yep. the it's just social media exists and then it's whether you want to have a negative experience or not. Yeah. It's up, up to you. Like I know, like on my little Facebook feed. I've especially lately should I say this in public I've been starting to like I've been giving like people a one strike you're out kind of thing so it's like yeah you start posting things that kind of like go against my well being my emotional well being has nothing to do with like politics or anything it's just like if you do something that like sends me to a place where I don't want to go like I yeah, you're, mute, you're muted for 30 days <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just, important you know good. and so and so now I, I make sure that the things that are I'm feeding my myself are things that lift me up rather than take me down so like again it's probably good that I'm not on Twitter
0: yes and and it's and it's good that you're here with us. Yes. So, it, it,
1: in an unrelated story, I'm gonna just start posting the Soul Man trailer to your Facebook page. <laughs> take that for whatever it's worth.
2: Come on, tell
0: me what you really think. <laughs> what does a man just stop. do? Just stop. Yeah. What does a man do when all he his biggest fault is the color of his skin? What a what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. i i want to say i want to say first of all um thank you so much for being on the show with us yeah
2: thank you for having me it's really yes. fun and hopefully we can do it again with another uh another gem
0: oh we will oh we will and i want to always thank once again thank dustin uh for being my my co-homie putting in thank my you.
2: vote for uh laser blast at some point <laughs> laser blast wow yeah Yeah. we we need to go there one day that's great yeah sure
1: um (laughs) yeah no thanks to you both um the thanks for coming on zach thanks for being being you and thank you to the listeners at home for listening
0: oh and i do want to do one little quick plug and i know we have it always at the end of our show uh but i really quick And I know oftentimes people are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, when you go on and you either follow our podcast or you subscribe to our podcast uh, and you give us the five-star rating and you give us a quick review, it actually does get us more kind of recognition and attention. And I know that's not that big of a deal, but it kind of is in the sense that we love doing this and we love to – continue to reach we, a wider we audience. We love attention
1: also. We love attention. I mean, let's be say. honest. It's <laughs> very important. Actors, so,
0: uh, But yeah, like it, it, it's it's meaningful. It does actually serve a purpose. So if you wouldn't mind, that would be a really big deal to us. And those of you that have, um, I think our dads are in, included in this. Thank you for the people that <laughs> either subscribed <laughs> yes, thank or read reviews. My dad, who's like this, you know, badass Navy SEAL firefighter, Dabney Coleman. Out, he emailed down the down the road like he's he's listening to the podcast and he's enjoying it and all, writing a really sweet review. So Love it. yeah, if you could do that, it would be great. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thank Justin, right, I'm gonna let you take us out because you're so sexy about that.
1: Oh yeah. Going into sexy mode to encourage all of you to come back in two weeks and listen to our interview with Darren Dalton, the star of this movie. Once again he played Daryl and the star of the outsiders. Thanks so much. We're done.
2: (laughs) 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 And see, that's what she said.
0: (laughs)
1: Thanks so much for listening.
0: We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it a five-star rating? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Bleh. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the internet... Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2 dollars We'll see you next time. We did it.
2: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.